then we have to really escalate the noise we make so that we'll be heard. USA. I'm Andy Hama, and welcome back, Anne. I am the returning Anne Northrup. Very grateful for Marin Johns taking this seat for the last two weeks and doing a great job. Uh, but I am happy to be back and plunging into the horror stories ahead of us. Because uh, state legislation assaulting LGBTQ rights is really intensifying, uh, particularly in states like Florida, Tennessee, Kansas, Texas, and Nebraska. And that's only skimming the top. Uh, and as you've probably heard by now, Chicago's lesbian mayor, Lori Lightfoot, lost her bid for re-election. She came in third in the primary. There will be a runoff between the top two. A uh, Minnesota state representative has come out as bisexual. Yes. Uh, LGBTQ plus activists and allies uh, are defending drag brunches in the District of Columbia and in West Virginia. The uh, Club Q mass shooter in Colorado Springs was hit with 300-plus charges. We have some real heroes to celebrate this week who we've lost in the last week, a pioneering black lesbian activist, a groundbreaking theater director, and a transgender pioneer in Indonesia. Uh, World Pride was marked in Sydney, Australia this past week. And the CDC has put out a warning of an outbreak of nasty drug-resistant uh, Shigella, a stomach bug, among gay and bi men in, in particular in the U.S. and the U.K. Uh, the Screen Actors Guild uh, it honored uh, this past weekend a P-flag mom and Brendan Fraser's portrayal of a morbidly obese gay man. While the NAACP Image Awards honored a couple who have stood by their transgender child. And I'm going to review The Jungle, a, uh, an immersive play about a Calais refugee encampment um, that's now playing in Brooklyn. There was a great movie about that a few years ago uh, that I saw, very moving, very... Uh, you know, as is the play. But uh, if you're not moved by what's going on in Florida uh, to anger, um, you're not paying attention. Right. So uh, Governor DeSantis keeps coming up. There he is on the cover of The New Yorker. With uh, books on the chopping block. Yeah. Uh, and that that's sort of a mild version. But he, wa he every day he has a new proposal. He wants to ban all race and sex studies majors and minors in universities. Uh, he wants to hire untrained uh, first responders as teachers to replace all the teachers he's getting rid of because they teach progressive things. Uh, and he wants to expand the don't say gay law to now stretch up to eighth graders and beyond. Well, that's because Nikki Haley said she wanted to do that. Well, fine. That's the competition these days. How mean can you be? How cruel? How stupid? How ignorant can you be? Well, there was a, a, a statewide walkout by students across the state on Thursday. Uh, and at the new College of Florida, where he's imposed the most ridiculous right-wing 
ideologues on that board, board of trustees, they the students and, and faculty just let them have it. Now, of course, you know, the school is falling apart as a result. Who's well, yeah, that's, who's that's, that's his ultimate goal. Uh, have the entire education system fall apart. He wants uh, charter schools and religious schools. He, he can impose curricula as the governor, it turns out, for public schools all over the state of Florida. And he's doing it. He is just, he's out there with a machete cutting through everything. And uh, he's also supporting a bill to roll back First Amendment protections on the, de on the defamation laws to make it much you know, easier to sue for defamation in his state overriding, you know, the Supreme Court's Times versus Sullivan decision, etc. I mean, it's just, this is fascism. It there is. There is going to be a demonstration against him. He's on his book tour. Uh, one of them is going to be at the Reagan Library on, uh, I guess this is Sunday, 3-5. Uh, and um, it's at 10 a.m. At the, at the presidential library there. But here, you know, he is impervious to criticism. Uh, and he got elected, re-elected by what, 40 points or something? No, uh, no, he, no uh, tw tw 20 points, not 40 points. Whatever. A lot. It was a lot. It was a lot, and all you need is one. Yes. So, uh, so he really thinks that he is marching to the presidency uh, with nothing to stop him. People can do all these demonstrations, and please keep doing the demonstrations, but there is nothing in his path at the moment, and it's very, very scary. Uh, Everything he is doing seems to be unconstitutional and fascistic, and I'm sure there are and will be more lawsuits, but nothing has slowed this guy down. Well, I mean, and of course, he boasts of Florida's relatively high proficiency scores for fourth graders. Uh, but a study found that these scores dropped precipitously from fourth to eighth grade, a collapse to which no other state comes close. So he's all, he's already destroying the system. Uh, he is. And, uh, there, you know, there are these demonstrations, but there's certainly not millions of people in the streets trying to uh, get in his way. And until there are, until that critical mass shows up and until he loses electoral strength, uh, this is what we're in for, and it's spreading like wildfire across the country. So uh, let's go through a, a number of others. Well, I'll start with a with a good decision we got out of West Virginia. The Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled that a trans girl can continue to compete in girls' sports in her middle school while she appeals an adverse ruling uh, by a district judge. Um, the the appeals court ruled that her exclusion was not consistent with the Fourth Circuit opinion in the Gavin Grimm case, uh, nor with the Supreme Court decision in, in Bostock, which said that gender identity discrimination is sex discrimination, at least for purposes of employment. Um, and the district judge had ruled that sports are different from restricting access to restrooms and things like that. Uh, and it's unfair to have her play against uh, uh, cisgender girls. But um, so this, this is the 11 year old girl who I believe is a track uh, competitor. Uh, and she originally won her case. Then she lost her case. And this is her winning again on on appeal. But and, you know, hallelujah and hallelujah for it happening in West Virginia. But uh, 
that's not a sufficient defense against uh, fascists like uh, DeSantis. All right. In Texas, a bill was introduced in the Senate to make nearly all gender-affirming care, including surgical and non-surgical care, illegal, including for adults. It bars health plans from covering it. It increases medical liability for health care providers who offer it. And Texas has introduced 70-plus anti-LGBTQ bills in this legislative session. Uh, they must have very little to do with anything else for the people of Texas down there. In Kansas, the House and Senate have passed a bill barring trans and non-binary uh, kids from school sports, bathrooms, uh, health care, correctional facilities, domestic violence centers, schools, uh, rape crisis centers. Uh, they, uh, they need to take another uh, vote or two on this. Uh, they do have a Democratic governor who has, Kelly, who has... Uh, vetoed stuff in the past, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised to find that they have enough of a majority to uh, override a veto. But the, it's they're just w trying to wipe out all access to everything for trans and non-binary kids in every public facility in the state of Kansas. They're bullies, and so is uh, uh, Tennessee Governor Bill Lee. Republicans passed a bill there to criminalize drag shows. Uh, the bill prevents, quote-unquote, adult-oriented businesses, including those that stage male or female impersonators, from operating in uh, within 1,000 feet of public property, such as schools, parks, or places of worship. Also bans topless dancers, go-go dancers, exotic dancers, and strippers, unless in venues that exclude everybody under 18. Uh, this is going to challenge a lot of Broadway roadshows. Um now, that, and then it emerges that this Governor Bill Lee, who said he's going to sign all these bills, there he is in high school in full drag in a miniskirt. Uh, he does not deny that that was him, um, but he, he, he bristles at conflating sexualized entertainment in front of children to his fun in high school. How is, if drag is by definition sexual, uh, how is that picture of him not Exactly. Sexual? He's showing a lot more leg than most uh, drag queens. Exactly. Uh, the legislature also passed a bill for no health care for trans youth in Tennessee. Uh, they, again, they're just trying to wipe people out. They do not want any LGBTQ plus people to exist. Uh, they want us, uh, and wait till we get to Ukraine. Well, then you've got situations like in Vermont, where a Christian school forfeited a basketball game at a state championship after refusing to play against the, the, the other team, Long Trail Mountain Lions, because they had a trans girl on their team. The head of, of the mid-Vermont Christian school said it was unfair and it would have been unsafe, but state law there prohibits discrimination based on gender identity, and that law is supported by the Republican governor, Phil Scott. So, P.S., that was all part of a statewide tournament. Uh, the team with the trans girl on it lost its next game quite uh, uh, with a, a big margin. So, so much for uh, the Christian school that didn't want to play with her on the team. Uh, in uh, South Dakota, Governor Kristi Noem, who also would like to be president, has signed the bill forbidding health care for trans youth. That's off the uh, table in South Dakota. In North Dakota, 
the House there has passed five bills targeting transgender and non-binary youth. This is, uh, this is what they're doing these days in these state legislatures. Right. So uh, pay attention. If you want to find out what's going on in your state, go to ACLU.org. The ACLU is tracking, I think it's up to about 350 anti-LGBTQ bills. And, you know, a couple of years ago, we used to be able to beat these back with corporate pressure. And uh, but now it's it's like this is their favorite thing to do. Well, and uh, you may be thinking this is an echo of what we did with marriage equality uh, 10, 15 years ago. The Republicans adopted that as their vehicle uh, for getting elected by uh, lying and scapegoating us uh passing constitutional amendments and laws in states across the country, forbidding same-sex marriage, taking power with uh, George Bush getting reelected in 2004. Uh, this was their crusade then. All right, we're past that. We beat that back <laughs> for the most part. Uh, watch out for the future. Uh, it's a little tenuous, but now this is their new vehicle. This is, they choose these vehicles. It was abortion. It's uh, it's us, uh, gays in the military, it was marriage, and now it's all the trans people and their needs. And this is how they raise money, and this is how they run for office, and it's all just a horrible, horrible uh, game on their part to gain power. Which is why we need state senators like uh, Nebraska's Michaela Kavanaugh. She has pledged to filibuster every bill on the Senate's agenda if two Republican bills seeking to ban both abortion and gender-affirming care for trans youth are not immediately withdrawn. If you inflict pain on our children, I am going to inflict pain upon this body. I have nothing but time. Now, that is a hero. And uh, if more people would stand up in state legislatures and be willing to do that, we'd have a little better fighting chance. But uh, thank you, Senator Kavanaugh in Nebraska. That that was just brilliant. It was so heartwarming to see that. And it's, it's good that in Minnesota, uh, the House there passed a bill to ban youth conversion therapy. Uh, they need uh, uh, the Democratic Senate, which they reachieved in the election midterms uh, last year, to uh, pass it uh, in their body so that that can become law in Minnesota. Now, we've told you that a lot of states still have on the books and their constitutions and their laws uh, against same-sex marriage. They can't enforce it because of the Supreme Court decision uh, in Obergefell. But uh, in Missouri, a gay Republican, uh, State Senator Chris Sander, introduced a, a, a constitutional amendment to open to for marriage equality. So the Jackson County Republican Party censured him, but the party chair, Mark Jones, also openly gay, I don't know how many, a lot of gay Republicans, uh, said the resolution was out of order and it was withdrawn, but the party formed a committee to investigate it. Yeah, this is only postponed. They're still going after him. Uh, in Mississippi, uh, Governor Tate signed the bill for no medical care for trans youth. Uh, that 
makes Mississippi the third state, along with Utah and San, uh, South Dakota, to now have such a law in place. Although some uh, of them are on hold because of... Uh, Alabama and Arkansas uh, have similar laws which are, have been enjoined for the moment as uh, they are under judicial review. But uh, Utah, South Dakota, and Mississippi are in place. All right. Well, you've all heard the news about uh, Lori Lightfoot in Chicago, the mayoral election. Uh, she lost her bid for re-election, did not get into the top two. She came in third. Paul Vallis, uh, the more conservative law and order candidate, a former public schools executive, uh, is it, it got the most votes. And then Brandon Johnson, a progressive uh, county board commissioner, uh, came in second. So they're in a runoff on April 4th. Looks like it's going to be very tight. Uh okay. I mean, uh, Vallis was, well, I mean, okay, we'll see. Um, it, uh, well, I think Lightfoot voters will go to Johnson. Uh, uh, Vallis is white. Johnson is black. The electorate is split about 50-50 in Chicago. Uh, yeah. People like Johnson. He's he's a good progressive with good ideas. Uh, so I, I think it's going to be a close vote in Chicago. Okay. I, I could be proved wrong, but that's what it looks like at the moment. I, I want to pick up one more state thing that just happened in West Virginia. The legislature disregarded all rules and rammed through a bill. It was supposed to have three votes. No, they took it straight to the floor. Supposed to have a committee hearing. No, they took it straight to the floor. And they have passed this bill uh, that... Uh, allows the religious freedom of anybody to ignore any law, any law. Chaos. Chaos. Sharia law will rule in West Virginia. Well, we're, we're sitting here in New York where the mayor of New York, Eric Adams, just said he doesn't believe in the separation of church and state. It was an absolutely outrageous speech. I mean, a rabbi, rabbi said he was that Adams was absolutely unhinged. We want the separation of church and state. Stop it. Exactly. And I think he's just uh, losing uh, his hold on all of this. I think he's desperate. He's not popular. And uh, I think he thought he was going to march into office and, and be in charge. And people are really going after him. And, and he's just losing it. All right. I, this, I like the story out of Minnesota where State Representative Zach Stevenson He's come out publicly as bisexual. Now, he says he told his then-girlfriend in 2006 that he was bi, uh, the first time he said he told anyone, and he wouldn't tell anyone else for 13 years. They married shortly thereafter, and he sort of said, oh, I, don't sort of, I never saw a need to come out, or he was lying to himself, or whatever. But uh, in an article in The Advocate, to which we will link in our email, he talks about how in 2001, when he was in high school, an out gay classmate took his own life in the homophobic Anoka Hennepin School District, which was pretty famous for it. Uh, we've talked about it often. And Zach was part of the legal team that sued that district over anti-LGBTQ policies. Um, so while he's still married to his wife, um, he felt an obligation to come out so that fewer people who are bisexual LGBT feel like outcasts. Uh, I think that's great. I agree. And I think uh, it is a dilemma often for people who are bi uh, to when they're in a relationship either way with a same sex partner or an opposite sex partner uh, to then announce that they are bi becomes a dilemma. So good for him. Okay. Uh, at, yeah. the, at the University of Virginia, Governor Youngkin's anti-gay racist pick for the Board of Visitors, Bert 
Ellis, a classmate of mine at UVA in 75, was confirmed by the General Assembly when two Democrats broke ranks and approved him. Since then, texts uh, obtained under the Freedom of Information Act, where Ellis called an aide to the provost, a numbnot who has nothing to do but highlight slavery at UVA, this bloated bureaucracy has got to be slashed, uh, UVA illegally withheld the text until now, and then they issue a statement saying, we're disappointed about his disregard for faculty and staff and the university's core values. Now they're saying it, but he's in. <sighs> Horrible guy. And but, watch out for the governor of, uh, of Virginia, Yunkin, who also wants to be president. They're stacking these school university things with just ideologues. All right. Uh, well, uh, speaking of ideologues, we should give you the update on uh, uh, Representative uh, Santos from New York and his new best friend, Marjorie Taylor Greene, in the U.S. House, where they are co-sponsoring a bill to ban LGBT books. Now, remember, Santos is gay. Yes, I've got a picture of him there. He also introduced a bill to make the AR-15 assault rifle the national gun of the United States. He's only one of three sponsors of this insane bill. And of course, that's the that's the gun that was used in Uvalde and the Pulse Massacre and Buffalo. The heinousness is off the charts. Why does anyone think we need a national gun? There it is on his lapel. Uh, where does this idea come from? As, as, as I have a friend who's a, a, a psychiatrist, a veteran, she said, some people are just scum. Well, yes, but I mean, is this the NRA's proposal? I, uh, a national gun? Anyway. Murdering people all over? Anyway, yes. Uh, well, the movement, if you want to catch up on some of this, in addition to the ACLU's list, the Movement Advancement Project, which is a sort of think tank uh, for the movement, has issued a new report called Under Fire, the War on LGBT People in America. It's a comprehensive overview of all these uh, bills and the whole movement to erase us. Uh, and they describe it as a targeted, coordinated attack. This is not just popping up randomly around the country. This is There is a lot of thought behind this and mostly a lot of money. They have a plan and we need a plan. Look, you know, Democrats in New York are, 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 are you know, going to use Santos as a poster boy in a $45 million campaign to take back the House by flipping the five seats that we lost last time. Um, and we're, you know, uh, we need to get our house in order. The yeah. Creating Change uh, conference in San Francisco last week devolved into a lot of uh, fighting back and forth with uh, some attendees uh, rising up in anger at the organizers, uh, uh, somewhat over trans issues and a feeling of being disrespected and uh, not being treated right and, and not being backed up. Uh, we have to be able to support each other and uh, strategize with each other and get the work done. Absolutely. Well, they're they're not united on the on the right. I mean, some conserv many conservative hit heavy hitters are bailing out of the CPAC conference in the wake of charges uh, that the group's longtime chair Matt Schlapp roped a male aide to Herschel Walker. Mike Pence is out. I think yeah. Santos is out. Um, yeah, but this is really this is it's Trump's stage, and they don't want to uh, go uh, onto his territory and be 
uh, criticized by him, I think. Okay. All right. I frankly don't think they care about Matt Schlapp groping an aide to Herschel Walker. Well, certainly Donald Trump doesn't. Exactly. Grab him by the whatever. Uh, all right. Some some more positive stories in the, in Washington D.C. Proud Boys were expected uh, to protest a, a drag time story hour uh, brunch at a, at Crazy Aunt Helen's, an LGBTQ friendly restaurant. So hundreds of LGBTQ advocates showed up with rainbow umbrellas to shield patrons there on Capitol Hill. And the drag queen, Tara Hoot, <laughs> read the book, Be Brave, Little One, to the crowd. Uh, and they also blasted uh, the Disney playlist during their action. And the Proud Boys chickened out. Now, that's a very modest outfit, I think, that Tara Hoot is wearing. Much more yes. modest than the governor of Tennessee. Absolutely. So, who's sexualizing who? Uh, and also in, in, yes, thank you. Thank you, Rich. Uh, in West Virginia, they were going to have a drag brunch uh, that had been canceled for, because of threats from the Proud Boys. And a group of MMA fighters, uh, you know, mixed martial arts, uh, volunteered to come protect events like that. Uh, Their leader said, if somebody really wants to attack somebody, let them attack me instead. Well, that's the kind of solidarity we need, folks. There they are. Thank you very much, guys. Yes, I uh, appreciate that. And there was another uh, confrontation at another uh, drag uh, story hour in Queens the, the last week. Uh, again. Oh, I think only a handful of Proud Boys showed up and the borough president of Queens showed up on our side. And hundreds, uh, there were a hundred LGBTQ allies there. Well, I think the Proud Boys have learned to pick their spots. Uh, they they go in, they threaten, they're very intimidating, and then they they disappear because then we're fighting back, and they don't want to deal with that. So they're they're very good at their little guerrilla actions to okay. intimidate. And you know the consequences of all this hate is the ongoing violence against uh, trans people in Houston. A 22-year-old Latina trans woman, Maria Jose Rivera, was killed on January 21st. It, it looks like a murder-suicide with an intimate partner. Uh, Rivera was an immigrant from El Salvador, uh, and, and she was the victim. Uh, yeah, and then in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, uh, another trans woman, Cachet Henderson, 31 years old, was shot dead. Her body was found in a burning building. So the uh, thought is that perhaps whoever killed her then set the building on fire to try to uh, burn her body, but she was found. Uh, she's the third trans woman this in the last year to be uh, murdered in Milwaukee. Uh, she was described as funny, sweet, and fabulous. And she was a member of a group called Sisters Helping Each Other uh, Battle in Ad Battle Adversity, uh, and a beloved member of the group. And and this is just one more valuable life thrown away, uh, and robbing us of that uh, that beauty in the world. It's well, following up on the Club Q shooting which killed five and wounded 17 uh, last year. Um, in Colorado Springs. Colorado Springs. Um, the uh, prosecutors uh, are, are said that Anderson Lee Aldrich, the uh, 
alleged perpetrator, uh, was motivated by anti-LGBTQ hate and is sub subject to the hate crimes charges. Aldridge visited the club six times before the attack, had online messages with a rifle scope over a pride parade. The prosecution says the attack was inspired by a neo-Nazi white supremacist uh, shooting training video posted on a website that Aldrich ran. Now, Aldrich identifies as non-binary, and their lawyer attributes their crime to being drugged up on cocaine, Xanax, and Adderall, and was being treated for schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, and PTSD. Uh, their lawyer says uh, they are remorseful. Uh, Aldrich faces 305 charges, no trial date set, no death penalty in Colorado. Well, they may be remorseful now, but at one point they were blaming uh, the hero guy, the dad who subdued uh, them. Uh, uh, the Aldrich was saying the dad was the shooter. <laughs> that it wasn't he says they say they're schizophrenic. <laughs> well, uh, the other fascinating thing is, you know, there's been this whole dispute going on with the New York Times and how they report uh, stories about trans people and non-binary people. The New York Times story on this particular moment in Aldrich's trial was so rigorous in uh, referring to them as them and they, it is like a textbook on how to refer to non-binary people. It, I just had to laugh at uh, the fact that they were so uh, so aware of how to do that. The Times was, does that. Uh, the Times respected the, the pronouns of Taylor Mack, uh, the playwright, uh, who's... More on Taylor Mac and pronoun is Judy. Yeah, well, all right. Uh, it, it was just uh, ironic. All right, can we talk about uh, the people that we lost this past week? Yes. Well, you know, uh, I knew uh, a chevy uh, Betty Powell from way back. Died we both Sorry, we both did. Yes, uh, long time lesbian activist, one of the founders of the Australia Lesbian Foundation. Um, uh, she came out in the 70s in uh, gay and lesbian and feminist movements, working with the Gay Academic Union, a really early group, uh, the then National Gay Task Force, uh, the National Black Feminist Organization, Salsa Soul Sisters, Kitchen Table Press, which was, a, 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 I believe, a black feminist press, and Astrea uh, did lots of diversity t training through Betty Powell Associates. Uh, I did some of those with her over the years, mostly raised in Florida, mostly re resided in New York, professor at Brooklyn College, featured in the documentary, Word is Out. Uh, we're very early, very important. We, uh, work, I, we By reading about her, we worked together on a Channel 13 special, public television special, a three-hour special in 1976 called Lesbians and Gay Men, We're Here and We Care. We she was also part of that historic uh, meeting at the White House uh, in the oh, Carter administration. Uh, she was one of the people at that meeting. Uh, they and got to meet with Mitch Costanza, who was yes. the closeted top aide to uh, one of the top aides to Jimmy Carter. But she was a nice person, and she was always trying to get people to work together and to work in positive ways. Well, part of that generation of radical women that included Sidney Abbott, Charlotte Bunch, Barbara Love, Kate Whitlock, and Meryl Friedman. And we have a little one-minute uh, video of uh, a Chevy. 
the notion of freedom, such a powerful, tender, all-encompassing way of being in the world who you came to this place to be. And that shows by the pigmentation in my skin, it shows by the texture of my hair, the, the shape of my nose, my, whatever and they call that race, you know, um, and color. And then the shape of my body and my body parts, and they call that gender. And then the shape of my mind and where it wants to go and how it wants to be. And among the how I want to be, who I want to love. And they call that being a lesbian. And that's a beautiful thing. Loved her. Great person. Uh, we also lost uh, this last week, Adrian Hall, age 95. He was legendary in the theatrical community uh, as a creator and producer, founding artistic director of Trinity Rep, uh, uh, regional theaters, regional theaters. Uh, uh, he died in Tyler, Texas. Uh, at age 95, and so he was out really, really early. And I wanted to read a quote that uh, he said, uh, if his per this is from the New York Times obituary, if his personality set him apart, so to some did being openly gay. It also influenced his work. Quote, being gay, well, it's an outsider status, no matter what anyone else says. And part of me really likes that, he said in 1986. It keeps me on edge, keeps me aware of what it's like not being fully accepted, what it's like being scorned and thought less of because you're different. I identify with society's rejects, always have. That's what my work's about. And it was honored by the, by, with the Tony Award, the Trinity uh, rep company that he headed in 1981 for regional theater. Yeah. We also lost uh, in Madison, Wisconsin, uh, an ex-governor of Wisconsin, Tony Earle, uh, who had a stroke and died at 86. Uh, he was famous as an, uh, he was a one-term governor in Wisconsin uh, in the uh, 80s, 83 to 87. He was famous as an environmentalist, as a, a fighter for campaign finance and election reform, and for gay rights. He, well, was, he was governor when the first uh, gay rights bill in the country was signed into law. He, for uh, state, for state. He, by executive order, uh, established a process for gay people to bring discrimination complaints, created a governor's council on gay and lesbian issues, appointed an openly gay man as his press secretary, and Tammy Baldwin, who we know went on to become the first out gay uh, United States senator, uh, interned in his office. Uh, so he was a terrific ally 40 years ago. Okay, tell us uh, how the uh, Reclaim Pride Town Hall went in New York. Uh <laughs> Getting ready for the Queer Liberation March in June. Yes, we will have the uh, fifth Queer Liberation March uh, this June on the last Sunday in June. These are some of the people who were at a meeting last week at the community center. 
panel discussions of issues that will form the basis of the march this year. Everything we've told you about today will be featured in the march on June 25th. Uh, with hundreds of thousands of people in the streets. This is, of course, the alternative march to the corporatized uh, Pride Parade, which is getting a little less corporate under the influence of the Queer Liberation March. Uh, if you're interested in getting involved in the organizing of the Queer Liberation March, go to reclaimprideNYC.org and uh, sign up for the weekly Zoom meetings or to volunteer or whatever, get more information about it. And it's the St. Patrick's uh, marching season. Uh, the St. Pat's for All uh, March is Sunday, March 5th at uh, noon at 43rd and Skillman out there in Queens, a grand tradition that arose because of our exclusion from the Fifth Avenue parade for so many years. But we're in that one, too. And that's March 17th. And we'll march with lavender and green. Uh, and one piece of good news to end this horrible segment uh, a, a Massachusetts study of 1,400 middle and high school students found that LGBT students do much better in schools that have gay-straight alliances advocating for them. Surprise! Okay, international news. Yeah, yes. starting off in the Ukraine, uh, we've told you about the trans woman, Sarah Ashton Cirillo, uh, who started out in the war there as a reporter, but after witnessing the bombing of Kyiv in October 2022, she enlisted in the Ukrainian Armed Forces. She has been injured by Russian shelling, lost part of a hand, her face is scarred. Uh, I think this is a picture before that. Uh, but she says, it's fine. I'm just thrilled to be fighting this fight, and it's a mandatory mission for me. And I'm not hurt that badly. Well, meanwhile, no, I'm going to say my uh, my roommate is headed there tonight to Kiev to work for the UN with the refugees. So good luck to him. Yes, good luck. Uh, meanwhile, because they're of course running out of all sorts of supplies in Ukraine, that includes uh, hormones for uh, trans people there. Not to mention the needles to administer them, and hospitals and pharmacies are shutting down. And so trans people in Ukraine are being forced to detransition uh, because they just don't have the resources to maintain their uh, gender identity. In Australia, the lesbian, the gay and lesbian Mardi Gras uh, was also World Pride this past week, the first one since the COVID shutdowns. And the prime minister there in the center, Anthony Albanese, uh, was indeed the first sitting prime minister to march in it calling it a celebration of modern Australia. We have a couple of other pictures from there. There's a, a group carrying a banner that says, stop police attacks on queers, women, and blacks. Queers say treaty now, cops out of Mardi Gras. They're, they're, Albanese wants them to get them behind a treaty for indigenous people there. And there's a nice colorful shot of some of the marchers. So I guess they have an integrated parade that combines the uh, traditional with the reclaimed pride uh, themes. Uh, in Israel, they're celebrating the first child born to a gay male couple by a local surrogate uh, because a court ordered equal access to surrogacy in Israel uh, recently. And this is the first child born by that method and, uh, and now in a legal situation. In Indonesia, the leader of 
an Islamic boarding school for trans women has died. Uh, Shinta uh, Ratri, 60 years old, had a heart attack. She transitioned herself as a teen and founded the school in 2008 as a retreat and place to pray since discrimination is very acute at mosques where men and women are often segregated uh, by sex when they pray. She was the face of the trans movement in Indonesia, uh, which is called Waria Rights there, for which she worked since 1982, a true pioneer. Really amazing. And uh, younger pioneers, two uh, female students at a university in China uh, who were disciplined for distributing little rainbow flags around the campus are now suing the Ministry of Education over their uh, illegal, they would say, uh, uh, di discipline. Very rare to go to court there over uh, rights. But the European Court of Human Rights, however, ruled that it's okay for France to refuse an intersex person's gender marker from male to neutral, citing a lack of European consensus on the issue. Yeah, they won't do, uh, you know, X gender markers. In Bulgaria, the Supreme Court says that gender change is uh, illegal without some change of law by the parliament. The court refuses to do that. Uh, and uh, they're afraid it could lead to de facto same-sex marriages if they allow someone, you know, straight couple is married and one of them changes their gender, then, whoa, they're a same-sex married couple. In Kenya, the Supreme Court there overturned a ban on the National Gay and Lesbian Human Rights Commission. Uh, but the criminalization of gay sex, they emphasize, continues. It was a 3-2 decision. The court said it's unconstitutional to deny registration of an association purely on the basis of sexual orientation of applicants. It was a 10-year legal battle. And you thought we had gotten rid of the kill the gays bill in Uganda, but in fact, Parliament has a new version of it that they're going to try to pass. Mm -hmm. uh, the uh, court killed it in 2014, but these things continue to rear their really ugly heads. Uh, in Japan, there's a visiting uh, U.S. congressional delegation led by out gay Mark Ticano, uh, and uh, including Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and they're there uh, pushing LGBTQ rights and saying, come on, Japan, you have to get, as a member of the G7, you have to get up to date on uh, same-sex relationships. I haven't heard our ambassador there, Rahm Emanuel, the former mayor of Chicago, speaking up on this. Not yet. Uh, and in the UK, 10 of the 42 worldwide Anglican provinces have condemned the Archbishop of Canterbury for allowing blessing of same-sex couples. Frankly, I'm surprised it's only 10 of 42. Uh, Damn, does that mean he's going to hell? I, who knows? Right. And, uh, and it also in the UK, in London, in uh, two years, they're going to open the David Bowie Center for the Study of Performing Arts at a part of the Victoria and Albert Museum. They have 80 thousand items ready to go on display. Wow. Wow. Yeah. All right. Health news. Uh, just heard about this. An outbreak of uh, Shingella, among, Shigella. Sh Shigella among gay and bisexual men in the United States and the UK and elsewhere. It's a drug resistant strain that causes inflammatory diarrhea, 
cramps. It spreads through sexual contact and seems to have arisen from a September gathering in Cape Verde off the coast of West Africa. Now, the cases have risen off the charts exponentially, virtually untreatable, says the CDC, resistant to all available antibiotics, and there are no official alternatives. Highly infectious. Uh, Shigellosis usually, eventually, goes away without treatment, uh, but it can cause prolonged debilitating illness. 6,400 people were hospitalized for it in the U.S. last year. Especially if you are immune compromised, if you don't have much of an immune system to fight back. If you get it, stay home from work. If you're in healthcare, food service, or childcare, avoid preparing food for others. Wash your hands often. Refrain from swimming and abstain from sexual contact, please. Uh, the CDC also issued a warning that gonorrhea is at risk of losing susceptibility to the last remaining simple and effective antibiotic to treat it. So these are cautions. Uh, uh, it's all about sanitation. It's about uh, being, because it's fecal matter that spreads uh, Shigella. Uh, you wash your hands, stay clean, you know, uh, take care of yourself. In Madrid, an HIV-positive man, 34 years old, has been sentenced to 10 years in prison uh, for having unprotected sex with a 15-year-old who said it was consensual. Uh, no word on whether uh, he transmitted HIV or what his viral load level was, but he's going to prison for 10 years, even though March 1st this week was Zero Discrimination Day, uh, and we're supposed to be aware of not criminalizing people with HIV, but there's a lot of ignorance in the world, and this is another fight we're still doing. And the UN AIDS program uh, is worried about what's happening with uh, trans sex workers in Peru, increasing murders, disappearances, kidnappings, uh, uh pimps demanding money and killing the uh, the trans workers. 78% of trans people in Peru do sex work because that's the only job they can get. Uh, a lot of persecution and violence, very high risk of HIV and very little access to health care. All right, on to entertainment news, shifting gears at the Screen Actors Guild SAG Awards, my union. Uh, the big winner for movies was... Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. But from a gay angle, Brendan Fraser won Best Actor for playing a morbidly obese gay man in The Whale, based on a play by out playwright Samuel Hunter. And Sally Field, actor and activist, including being a PFLAG mom, was presented the SAG Lifetime Achievement Award by Andrew Garfield, who cited her longtime advocacy for the LGBTQI community. Uh, we like her. We really like her. Yeah, we would have liked it more if she had said something about her gay son or her activism. Uh, it's really the SAG Awards. I know it's your union, but they sort of annoy me with their self-involvement as actors. For God's sake, get over yourselves. Hey, solidarity forever, sister. Yeah, whatever. Uh, meanwhile, I was watching the NAACP Image Awards where uh, uh, Dwayne Wade and Ga- Gabrielle Union who are longtime activists on behalf of their trans daughter were given a, a special award and they got up and gave an, an amazingly eloquent speech for uh, trans rights. Uh, their daughter, Zaya, has just gotten a legal name change and gender change at age 15. They talked about uh, 
how we all need to be in a fight uh, for everybody. And they're addressing a black audience at the NAACP Image Awards. And so they, they brought it to the crowd and said, look, you're very supportive of some, but not for all. And you need to support uh, all. Uh, black trans people are under attack and uh, we need the intersectionality of everybody being on the, on the list. Okay. Uh, also, Brittany and Cheryl Griner were there as sort of special guests uh, and presenters. Uh, there's uh, <laughs> Brittany without her dreadlocks uh, in a in a suit, and uh, Cheryl, and they were quite wonderful. And so was Janelle Monet as a presenter, and Queen Latifah as the host. It was a very gay NAACP Image Awards. NAACP is very strong on LGBTQ rights. And I am very strong on a play I saw this week. Now, I rarely get very enthusiastic, but I am. The Jungle, playing again at the St. Anne's Warehouse in Brooklyn, is once again the hit of the theatrical season. This play was created by Joe Murphy and Joe Robertson while running a theater with refugees from the Middle East, Africa, and South Asia in Calais, France, across the channel from England. The Jungle puts us in their encampment with representatives of the thousands who were stuck there on their ways from separate hells in the hopes of making it to England. Uh, it's directed by Stephen Daldry and Justin Martin, who did The Crown, <laughs> but we're as far away from Buckingham Palace as we can be in this immersive experience, where the actors playing the refugees and the British aid workers are all around us, uh, and they're much more real than the royals. There's nothing like it in the theater today. It was a smash hit in London, and now it's here. Uniformly great acting draws us deeply into the many crises of being a refugee, makes, makes us think about our responsibility for creating refugees, and uh, makes us think hard about these people as people, uh, from a charming six-year-old to angry teens to adults doing everything they can to keep hope alive. So kudos to all. It's really not to be missed. It's the best thing I've seen in a year. And if you can't get here to see it, see the movie about uh, the refugees waiting in Calais to get to uh, the UK. Very, very moving. Uh, and put on your long-term calendar something coming up. You know, of course, uh, John Barron's book and the movie of Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. Well, Taylor Mack is writing the book for a new musical version that is coming to Broadway. Uh, this is based on a true story, of course, of the trial of an antique stealer in Savannah, Georgia, uh, for murdering uh, a gay sex worker. It was a 97 film starring John Cusack and your favorite, Kevin Spacey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, I, I, I saw a play in London called Love, which is about homeless people at a sort of a, uh, uh, a hostel in London. Uh, yeah. waiting to get homes and, and uh, all kinds of different people mixed together. Well, they are, I saw it uh, several years ago. They're, they're bringing it to the Park Avenue Armory. It's by Alexandra Zeldin. Um, it is, a, it is one of the most, you're, you are again, you are in this room with these people as they go through their daily routines. And it sounds kind of static, but it's, it actually is so gripping to keep the lights on in the theater the whole time so that you're not separated from them. I highly recommend it. Uh, at the, at, uh, and by the way, Jungle is playing until March 19th. And the Park Avenue Armory is a spectacular setting for dramatic uh, productions like that. Now, you may have convinced me to go see that. 
Now, uh, Andrew Rannells is nominated for a Best Actor for the musical version of Tammy Faye. Yep, the Olivia Awards. Um, this is a musical by Elton John that just played at the Almeida. I didn't get a chance to see it. Um, he's pictured here with Katie Braben in the title role of Tammy Faye. Uh, the show includes Tammy having HIV-positive pastor Stephen Peters on their show. Uh, and it's also nominated for Best Musical. And one of the nominees for Best Comedy, My Son's a Queer, But What Can You Do? That's a West End show. I didn't see it, but it was nominated. Well, perhaps you will uh, uh, try to seek it out on your next visit. Uh, and you, and here's an incentive to watch season two of the Sex and the City sequel, and just like that. We uh, do need an incentive. We, hey, come on, everything can't be brilliant. Uh, it can at least be entertaining. Uh, Sam Smith, currently very controversial for playing the devil on the uh, Grammy Awards with his hit song. Uh, he is going to be a guest star on And Just Like That in season two, which will show up fairly soon on HBO Max. Yes, he tweeted that, uh, oh, excuse me, they tweeted that they were up to something unholy on the set. <laughs> well, here's my nomination for cute moment of the week. There is evidently a Twitter uh, production called Celebs Read uh, Thirst Tweets. Yeah. Uh, you know, people write tweets to them uh, that are uh, seductive or longing or whatever. So Alison Brie uh, and Dave Franco, who are a couple, uh, did were celebrities reading a thirst tweet. Uh, and here's what it was. Listen, I am bisexual for a reason. And that reason is strictly to be used in a threesome by Dave Franco and Alison Brie. That's also why I'm bisexual. You've been waiting for this tweet from someone who you don't know who they are or what they look like? Yeah. I, I, it makes sense. It checks out. Now, no one knows whether Alison Brie is actually bisexual, but uh, the fact that she said that was considered well, really... You, know, you talked about the fact that a lot of bisexual people, uh, you know, are sometimes afraid to come out if they're, you know, don't want to be discriminated against. Um, even within the within the gay community, yeah. Um, but in those in that big Gallup poll, I mean, half half the people who are LGBTQ identify as bisexual. Uh, yeah, uh, they're by far the largest uh, group self-identifying, right. and we can argue all day or discuss what the reality of the spectrum is, but uh, that's certainly... By the uh, way, uh, Alison Brie recently starred in the indie movie Spin Me Round that involved her making out with Aubrey Plaza, who is also bisexual, or at least is bisexual. <laughs> exactly. So confusing. Uh, and by the way, you mentioned uh, everything, everywhere, all at once, really sweeping most of the SAG Awards. I was so happy to see Michelle Yeoh. Well, you told me who to vote for. Yes, I'm sure that put her over the top. Uh, at any rate, A24, the producers of that movie, Everything Everywhere All at Once, are conducting an auction of props and costume pieces from the movie to benefit the Transgender Law Center, uh, the Laundry Workers Center, and the Asian Mental Health Project. 
So uh, you might seek out that auction online if you want to support those organizations or grab a proper costume from that movie. Hey, pop star Jojo Siwa uh, has joined or is joining the Broadway cast of Moulin Rouge. She's going to play the lead, Satine, uh, starting April 11th and through July 16th. Uh, Moulin Rouge is a show that uh, I enjoyed very much, uh, and uh, she's going to be the star. Well, she's also going to do a horror movie uh, called All My Friends Are Dead. <laughs> We're getting some good titles this week. Uh, it's about a, a group of friends who rent an Airbnb at a music festival. Sounds horrifying to me. <laughs> that, okay. That's that. But a, the, ni a, a nice moment this week. We've got a minute and 55 uh, and I have two stories from American Idol, so... Well, our American Idol contestant, John Wayne Hatfield, 21, raised by his grandparents. After 50 years of marriage, Grandma died, but after a year and a half of mourning, Grandpa Ray came out as gay, and John's song of love and courage for Grandpa Ray got a standing ovation from the judges. We will link to it in our email. It's called Tell Me Ray, and it was very, very moving, and Grandpa was there. So they brought Grandpa into the room, and the grandson sang the song to him, and it just, you know, broke everybody up. It was very uh, heartwarming. But there was another moment in American Idol this week. Uh, a guy came on to audition from Texas, and they asked him to tell his story, and he said he was from a town called Santa Fe, Texas, where a gunman had come into his school five years ago and shot up a couple of classrooms and murdered eight of his classmates and two teachers. And, you know, it was just an, an absolutely stunning moment. Katy Perry put her head down on the table, just weeping uncontrollably, it, and then gave a very uh, expletive-laden speech about how this how this country is so screwed up and must do better. Uh, it was, uh, you know, American Idol has sort of shifted itself. It's gotten rid of the comedy auditions and, and is really doing some deeper stories. Well, great to be with you this week. Welcome back, Anne, and we will see you next week. Yes. See you then. Bye.